Welcome to Quotable, a female entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After more than 10 years building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who've been in it too. And I want to share all of them with you because we're stronger together. So fill your coffee cup up, sit back and listen in. I'm so excited to have Sarah Light here today, the creator of The Soul Planner, which I personally love and cannot wait for everybody to hear more about. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. Me too. And we were saying right before we started recording that this is like, I don't know, some kind of I feel like it was meant to be some kind of synergy or something because I have used your planners for a couple of years now and people who listen to this podcast might like recognize it. I don't know. I have talked about it. I have shared on social media. I like did like a long video and like how I I love it. it. And then when I came in and saw that you had like submitted, applied, whatever, even to be on the podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to, we have to have this conversation. I'm so excited. I really am. But I want to let people hear like basically how you got started straight from you. And I mean, I want to hear too. I don't know as a preface, we don't know each other. I just, I just am a natural customer of yours. (laughs) So I'm super excited to hear how you created your business and your business. Yeah. I'd love to share. Um, Well, I think it starts way back in seventh grade. Uh, when my dad brought home our first computer, our family computer, and we like dialed and dialed it up and I discovered clip art for the first time in my life and fonts. (laughs) And from then on, every single school report I ever made had like borders and colors and like five different fonts on each thing. And so that's where it started. That's where the planner design started was just my love for colors and stationery and markers and stickers. I always loved all that, but it's funny. I ended up going into direct sales for 10 years. I had a, a direct sales business and had nothing to do with stationery and stickers and fonts. But in my season as a leader in that industry, I was always looking for a planner and I would walk into a stationery store and find like the prettiest planner I could find. I would be so excited to open it up. And it was beautiful on the outside. But when I opened it on the inside, it was like kind of just blank paper with like little boxes and yes. like it was not going to work for me. And I'd always be so disappointed, I, but I would still keep trying. I'd be like, maybe this is the one. Oh my uh, God. Yes. I, I mean, I feel like I've had a parallel life. Like I've always <laughs> been such a planner person, like ever since forever, like high school, I guess. Like I always like painstakingly pick out the best and always feel like they're so they end up being disappointed like literally and I'm gonna let you finish the story like I want to hear more but if that's the one thing I would say the fact that I literally said I've had your planner for the last couple of years I have never bought the same planner twice because I've never felt like at the end of the year like oh yeah this really was everything I needed and wanted and like really helped me stick to my plans like they're always disappointing on the inside and I've got the fanciest ones I've got expensive ones I've got like all the coolest best planners and this is the first time I ever was like this uh, is it like I have this planner now from now on so yes no I hear you I'm like they're like the, so beautiful on the outside usually and then it's like mm, not really much going on inside it's just like galaxy or something yeah yeah 
And I'm like, this probably costs like $2 to print, just black and white. And it's charging me $75 for it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would end up with the the boring Staples Office Max planner that was just black and white, but it was really functional. Like I really, as mm-hmm. someone who was running a home at home as a mom and um, but also a business owner or, you know, running a direct sales business at the time. Like I had appointments and phone calls and follow-up and things I wanted to track and I needed to do it in my planner. And so the most functional planners were just the boring ones. And so after a while, I'm like, I'm just sick of this. I'm making my own. I want it to be cute, but I need it to be functional. And so I just made my own and I was happy with that. And then a couple of friends were like, oh, I want one. I want a cute planner that is functional. And so I'd just like cut and paste, go to FedEx to print it. And then I, and then I really started thinking, I think there's a market for this, for women who really want a beautiful planner, but they need a legit planner. They need something highly functional that's going to help their business and their home run smoothly. And I would love to be the one to create that. And I would sit and design something on the computer and I would walk away just so energized. And I I just started noticing, I think I have a lot of strengths that could be utilized in this business. So eventually I walked away from my direct sales business. And that was probably one of the hardest seasons I've ever had in my life was to set something down that was going well. But um, side by side with the beginning of this planner business, I could see my strengths being utilized better in a, in this new opportunity, but I had to let one go. I really felt I came to a, a crossroads where I had to decide I, I can't continue forward in this new direction without letting the old go. Um, and so eventually I set that other business down to pick this one up and take it further. So that's how it started. It's been about six years now. Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad you did it. So the things in the planner now that I'm like fully committed to is like high functionality, but like color on every single page, like the beautiful cover on the outside that could fit into a stationary store. But when you open it up, because honestly, your planner is actually open most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even see the cover once you're like working well, in it. Mm-hmm. You want like that aesthetics to be brought into the inside. And so I'm really committed to having it full color on the inside and and laid out really smartly on the inside too. Yeah. And we can go into like some of what that looks like, like literally what it looks like in the planner, like why I love it so much. But I want to hear a little more like how did it go from like that first, like when you were like, okay, here's, it's going to yeah. be a business. Like here, I'm going to sell to more than just my friends. Like how did you start building that? Like where did you... I don't know. I found it. I'm, I was trying to think about it right before we come on here. I'm like, where did I even find this for the first time? I don't know if you ever did ads or something. Like, I'm sure I would have been targeted for it, but like, I can't think of how I came across it. For the first yeah, time. so interesting. Um, well, so when I was like, okay, I think I could get this manufactured, and I found a printer that I loved. And uh, however, when you're gonna get something manufactured at the quality I wanted it there was some ordering minimums. And and the other thing is I was in a season, I had just had my third baby and it was just a really tight financial season for us. Like I did not have income to just throw at a new business because I was stepping down from the other one. And um, it was, it was like, okay, I'm really bootstrapping this. I have like $30 to invest in this new business. And so they were like, yeah, we can print this planner for you, but you have to order at least 500. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. 
Uh, I don't think my $30 is going to cover that, but it was so good because it forced me to be creative. And I, I calculated that if I sell it at market value, I really only have to sell 150 planners in order to cover the whole cost. So this forced me to, to test the market and like, is this marketable? And I had about five to 10 friends that I knew would buy it. And I was going to have to find the other 140 people to purchase this planner. And so I just put it out there in the world on social media and said, here's this thing I've designed. I I was able to order one sample Mm. and I was able to take pictures. And I said, I have a goal in the next 10 days to um, gather 150 orders. And if I do, like you can you know, check out on this website. If I hit my goal, I will place the order and then send you the planner. So it's like a pre-order kind of thing. And if not, just give you your money back. And it was like a safe way for me to test it. And um, at the end of the 10 days, I ended up with 189 orders. And um, yeah, it was so encouraging and so empowering to me to put something out there, see it respond, even though 189 now is such a small number, but that was, uh, it just like breathes so much belief into me. First 10 days too of like ever putting it out there. Like that does seem impressive because that's not a long, like that's a short amount of time. Yeah, it was. And it was so unlike me. I'm such a personality that really pre-calculates things and I want it to be perfect, but this was just like, let's just do it. Let's just put it out there and try it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad I did. And I placed that first order and yeah, here I am six years later. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And it's like such a timely thing. Like you were probably like, you have to, not only do you have to like order it by a certain time so that people can like use it, but also if you end up with like extras, like you can't really use them again later. Like it's not like any other kind of like purchase order where it's like, you know, I guess extra and we can keep selling them afterwards. It's like, I imagine once it's like December 31st or, or at least after the first couple of days of January, people aren't yeah. going to get a planner for that year again. Yeah. I know. And I had to decide in the summer, like how much I'm going to order and just project and guess and ask myself what I'm committed to doing and and take the plunge wow and then you've made it better and better every year right like I feel like there's little tweaks at least like I has has it changed a lot since the first year because I only discovered you I think I think two years ago okay yeah it has changed a lot since the very first one um it has gotten better but the last two I would say have remained pretty I, I feel like I've hit the stride like I I have figured out what everybody needs and now I can just keep it consistent. Um, what's working is working. And you're just like changing the covers kind of to make it like look. Yeah, I changed the full like graphic design every year. Cool. And what is about the like company itself? Like, is it is it still you doing everything? Do you have like any support or team or like what does that look like in terms of like the back end now? Yeah, good question. It is just me. I have a graphic designer. She helps me with the design. Like I'll do any layout tweaks or content. And then she pulls it all together with the design. She's awesome. So I'm working with her in a season um, Mm -hmm. every year. And then that's it. I have a photographer that takes a picture of it. (laughs) And those are like the two people I consistently work with, but I don't have a team or anything yet. Amazing. My my kids help me package the planners. <laughs> really? Oh my god! And you have a lot of. Do you have you have more than three kids now? That's why I have five kids. Yep. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's a team. Yeah, there you go. That's totally a team. So you're doing this basically running this company alongside being a mother of five kids now, which is a lot in itself. Like that's a ton. I can't even imagine. 
Yeah. <laughs> it Yes, it forces me to live out what I teach about prioritizing my time. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Wait. So, what does like some of your day like? What is your day or, or your week, whatever is like easier to like? Yes. Yeah. Out? Honestly, right now I only work about eight to ten hours a week uh-huh. on this business. Um, it's a Monday and Thursday, so I have about four hours each day, and then I'll try to grab another two hours on Saturday or after the kids go to bed. On Monday, I work half a day. And on Thursday, I work half a day. Amazing. Yep. And on one day, I try to make it all like working on my business, like um, writing emails, writing product descriptions, updating website, that kind of thing. And then the other day, like today, working in it, doing collaborating, connecting with other people. I have a program that I run. So like all the workshops and meetings would be on a day like this. So so that way I can kind of get in the the zone on depending what day it is, I can get into that type of work and, and be more efficient. So is it because like, I mean, it's obviously, as we said, sort of like a seasonal thing, like, and once you have, you have the planner now, so most of is most of the business, like marketing it and just making sure people are going to buy it. Like when it gets to the end of the year and people are thinking about planners for the next year. Yeah. Like right now, October through January, I do spend a lot, a decent amount of time like packaging them and like, oh, yeah. putting it's- the shipping labels on and doing that kind of thing. And then it transitions to more design. Like I start thinking about the next planner and, you know, brainstorming and I'm doing that and then going back and forth with the printer and all of that. Um, consistently, I try to be really consistent with my weekly email, which would be part of marketing and uh, building that relationship all year long. And so I am consistently spending time on that and marketing. I didn't realize that marketing is just such a big part of your business and always will be when I first started this. When I first said, does anyone want a planner? I did not realize I was signing up for, do I want to learn all about marketing? <laughs> right. Business ownership, right? Well, and and what do you feel like has, what's been like the biggest way? I mean, have you been trying to expand the business every year, like grow the business every year? Or you're just kind of like, people are buying it. So we'll keep going with that. But like, I guess what I'm getting at is like, what has been the most, what do you think has like helped it catch on and keep growing, assuming it has? Yeah, that's a great question. I do intentionally try to grow it. I feel like in the beginning, it happened more organically, just as word spread. And, you know, you're in your like immediate circle and their friends. And now I'm working on like branching outside of those outer circles has been a little harder and has taken a lot more intention and still testing things out. My emails bring the most return. And so when I'm kind of in the off season, I work really hard on growing my email list mm-hmm. so that when the when it's time to sell the planner, there's more people to talk to. That's like been the the most consistent way I've done it, but still like, I would say I want to grow more and I'm not always sure how that's going to happen or how to do that. Well, being that's where I need somebody like you. Yeah. yeah I mean, I was going to say, I know you're, you're obviously taking action steps towards growing your visibility on things like podcasts and stuff, which I'm sure will help. I think that it's, uh, I just love it. I think that I do want to talk a little bit about like literally what makes it different because it is, it Mm -hmm. is unique. Like as you mentioned, and as I mentioned, like, which I feel like just goes back into like why people will like it so much and why it's such a cool business. Like why I'm like, I want to talk to you. And, you know, I know there's a million planners out there, (laughs) but I do feel like you've created something that's just so different. 
Um, and it comes down to like the goal setting stuff, I think, and like mm-hmm. proactive planning. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm curious, like how the how it came up for you when you were like, here's what needs to be in it. Like, mm-hmm. is that something can speak to like how you've decided that and like what should go in it? And maybe that will illustrate it for people a little bit. That's a good question. And I think this would help any business owner, even if you don't have this particular soul planner. Because I think these are things that you mm-hmm. should look for and um, have in your week consistently. The first thing is the half hour time blocks. Um, if your planner is currently just a blank square that says Monday, I would challenge you to find something that breaks it down a little bit more than that. It doesn't have to be hour by hour or half hour, but at least morning, afternoon and evening. Uh, Because I do think seeing your schedule visually helps hold you accountable to your day and how much time you have in that day. Mm -hmm. And it also brings a little reality check to you can't do everything in the day. Because if I just had a box where I could list as many things as I wanted to, but I didn't have to tie it to a time, I would think I have a lot more time or I could do a lot more. But when you have to say at two o'clock, I'm going to work on that from two to three and then from three to four you start realizing how much that one to-do item cost you in time. You start realizing that exchange. So yeah, that's like the first thing I was like, it has to have time, time chunks, like half hour. And then um, bringing the goal setting piece into it, I think is really important because I mean, especially as an entrepreneur, like you have goals and you don't have a boss telling you what to do. You have to come up with those things on your own. And you have to track those things on your own. Mm -hmm. And I just don't like being the bag lady carrying like the goal tracker and the finance tracker and the time tracker. I just want it all together. And your goals and your time are so interwoven. And so they should be together in the same place. Um, And what you're doing today should be bringing you closer to your goal. And when you look back at your week, hopefully you can look at it and say, yes, I made the needle move on the most important things. But you wouldn't know that if you weren't, if you hadn't identified your goals and weren't tracking your goals. And so that's why I wanted goals and your calendar to be put together into, I guess you could call it a goal planner, but it is like a calendar too. It's not just tracking your goals. It's tracking your time too. Yeah. So those are the the biggest things. I feel, I literally used to have like several notebooks because I, because I'm very goal oriented and I have like so many different pieces to like what I do I think like because I would have like I and I used to make like a little thing I printed out like basically like a little page that I made on the computer and would print out for like every I don't even remember quarter or every month I think I think both because I because I I think what I liked about your planner is it's very much the way I think about things and I I would be like here's my year here's my quarter or whatever and here's each month what I need to do in order to reach those goals And then here's each week what I need to do out of that plan to make sure I'm actually getting there by the end of the month. And then I would just put the daily things in my actual like planner because that was all there was space for, right? But I had like literally printed out sheets of like the goals for each piece of like for the agency side of my business, for the podcast, for the magazine, whatever, like main big things I like had goals towards, which was like everything. And then I literally fill out those sheets I made and then put the daily stuff like in my actual planner. And yeah, that's what, when I found this, I was like, oh my gosh, this actually thinks about it the way I think about it, or it has space to write things down the way I think about it, like overall goal. And then 
And then, yeah, that's exactly what you have, right? Quarterly, monthly, and then the weekly, and then every day. And it just literally makes you stay so on track with everything because you're seeing it all the time. Yeah. And that was a challenge to figure out, to be like, okay, how like this planner cannot be um, humongous. It's already like a hefty planner. But if you're going to track yearly and quarterly and monthly and weekly and daily and put it all on one page and not have the font be size six, like how do you lay it out? So that's what like year to year and how do you make that flow? So someone who's just beginning to goal set or someone who's really experienced at goal setting can both use this planner, like how, what flow would make sense. So that's what I've tweaked the most over the years is how to how to get this to flow smoothly and not be a 10 pound planner, um, but not have, have to be quarterly either. Like I want it to be all in one because yeah, you don't want to like lose. Sometimes you need to go back and look at what you wrote in January when you're in October. And so if you had like multiple planners, I felt like that would be confusing. Yeah. No, I love it. And then at the end, there's like all the other things, like as you mentioned, kind of mentioned the financial stuff and all the other things mm-hmm. you might just need to be like tracking the books you're reading and what people yeah. recommend to you and all those things all of those things at the end too so it's all in one place and I think it's so great and that it's half personal and half business I forgot to even touch on that which to be fair I always feel like I leave the personal side too a little too blank because I'm very business focused yes me too <laughs> but I like that it has both of them it like encourages you to think that way like here are my personal goals and then here are my business goals and you're supposed to be making progress mm-hmm. every month which is wonderful even if you sometimes leave the personal one blank yeah and I think that's unique because there's a lot of women who work from home uh, some people can go to an office and they might even have an assistant that does their scheduling for them, or you have a quiet office where you can shut the door and you can get your most important work done, and then you can leave it there and you can come home. There are a lot of women that do not have that privilege. They are working from their kitchen table and they have their kids there and they are juggling all of the home things and all of the business things. And so how do you like do them both at the same time? And that's like the main person I'm thinking about when I design this is the person working from home and has to do it all. Yep. Yeah. And I'm feeling really inspired to like use the personal side more next year because I feel one of the things that I've been like thinking about as I'm kind of reviewing my year and thinking about just everything is like, I feel like I do let the, I let the personal stuff slide way too much. And like, I don't even mean like personal stuff, but like things that I do because like I like to, but it's not necessarily related, like being involved with my kid's school or like I'm on the board of an organization, which, you know, it's like, I, I kind of per- like I do that because I like it. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. feels kind of like work, but it doesn't really go under my work goal. But like, just yeah. want to take more accountability and responsibility for some of the things that like I want to be involved with in those mm-hmm aspects and like putting those on the personal side so if I'm like hey I really want to like help with this and that in those things that could be things that become those personal goals and things I want to do just because I want to make sure I'm doing things that light me up outside of work too yeah we have to be intentional about that sometimes too yeah and it will help you know what to say yes and no to probably Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. well and you talk a lot about or you've you've mentioned at least at like this concept of planning tightly, but holding loosely. And I want to talk about that a little bit because that's something that resonated with me too, because I am such a planner. Yeah. But I also, well, I want to hear what it means to you first, actually, and then I'll 
that's yes. what I think of it about it. Yeah. I'm also a more obviously a planner and on the spectrum of like type A to like, let's just wing it. I'm way more on the type A, but there are a lot of people that live on the other end of like, let's just, I don't want to be constrained by a schedule. Let me just like wing it and respond as things come my way. And there's, there's danger in both sides because if you over plan and you like rigidly hold on to your plan, like we all know our plans do not like life does not go according to our plans always. Usually they don't like there has to be some flexibility. So you can't plan and cling to it. You have to plan, but hold it loosely. But at the same time, you do need some planning. You can't just wing it. I think it's especially as an entrepreneur. And if you're, you don't have any goals at home, it's almost irresponsible to not plan. If these things are truly important to you and on your heart, it takes some intention to live those things out and to honor them. You don't have to over plan and be like rigid, but you do need to have some plan and know like what's most important. So you want to plan it, but then hold it loosely so that you can navigate around the obstacles and the challenges that come up. If you had not planned at all and some challenges come up, like, cause some people will say, well, what's the point of planning? If like, it's not going to go according to plan, then why did I plan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here's the benefit of planning. <laughs> If you plan tightly on the front end, which really means you know what's most important to you, like that's the key. If you know what's most important to you, because that's where it all starts, then when something comes up, some kind of obstacle or challenge that knocks you off your planned course, well, you knew what was most important to you, which really helps you navigate around those challenges. It helps you with like the flexibility piece. If you hadn't planned at all and some kind of obstacle comes up, you just react to it. You don't actually usually maneuver around it. I'm trying to think of an example to make it make more sense. Like I think of the example of um, this year, I homeschool my kids and our homeschool was like so draining to me and actually to all my kids. I'm like, this is not why we're doing this. We all hate this right now. So I took a step back. and was like, what's actually most important to me in our homeschool? And one of the things that came up was the sibling relationship. I I really wanted to prioritize their relationship with each other. That was really important to me. And so when things came up throughout the year, like this curriculum is not working for us or a new opportunity came up, like should we join this co-op or not? I was able to look at the priority of the sibling relationship and, and navigate around it easier. Like, yep, this is a yes or no, this is a no. I might have had this curriculum that I thought would like really feed into their sibling relationship, but that didn't work. I threw that out the window, but I still knew what was important. I could like pick a different route, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think it does. And I think it's true. It's like, it's knowing what your end goal is kind of like, where do we ultimately want to go? Because then, yeah, even if the day-to-day or the week-to-week things that we set up, aren't actually getting us there. We're not enjoying it enough. It's like, okay, we, but we know where we're still going to try to get. So we can still make that happen. Or like, even if something terrible happens one month and you don't get like any work done or whatever, it's like, still know where I want to go. So I can still alter what I had planned for the following months to make sure we're still going to get there. Yeah. And it's just having that like end goal in mind kind of, which was really helpful from planning from at the beginning of the year. I mean, that's how I've used it a lot too. And I mean, cause you have you know, that's where this comes into play to kind of review every month. It's like you map out the quarter, but then 
every month you're still going to go in and put in like, here's what I'm actually focusing on this month. And it allows you a chance to recalibrate mm-hmm. every single month, at least. And then again, every single week. And it's like, okay, maybe I actually, something came up and I didn't get this. Like it's happened with us a lot this fall with illness <laughs> in my family yeah. and like sick a lot. So there will be like whole weeks that go by and I'm like, I didn't get to yeah. do that things on my list this week for the ultimate it was like I was just kind of doing the bare minimum for clients and stuff and like that was all I could manage and then my bigger goal things of like what's going to move the needle in my in my business ultimately yeah I wasn't touching those right. <laughs> on that like for a whole week at a time and then it was like okay the next week I could kind of recalibrate and be like okay I still wanted to do this by the end of the month so what what can I reorganize Yeah. And I think those like being asked a simple question, like how did you honor your priorities or reviewing? Like, why did I not hit these or why did I, I think it helps you filter through like, cause you could have felt like a failure. Like I didn't get to any of my stuff, but when, when you look at it, like, why didn't I get to it? Okay. We had some illnesses come up and I took care of my family and I prioritized that. And so you no longer view it as a failure. It's just like, okay, that was a challenge and we'll get around it. On the flip side, there could be times where like I'm avoiding something and I don't want to do the uncomfortable work. And, but how I would probably wouldn't catch that if I wasn't being asked a question at the end of the month, like what were, what worked well and what didn't like, or what am I avoiding? There's literally that question in the planner. What are you avoiding? I would, I wouldn't catch that for maybe years if I, if I wasn't being held accountable to that. Yeah. It's the intentionality of like paying attention and being like, okay, what's, what's working, what's not working. And for me, it's also just a matter of like, if I'm writing the same thing down for a couple of weeks in a row, I'm like, okay, if I wrote this down and it's this, if I'm feeling like, oh, it's the same thing as last week. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could go weeks without really like facing that. But when I find that I'm like writing it several times in a row for like, yeah, what's, what's not going well or what is or whatever but it's like at least I'm aware of it and I'm like okay if I wrote this more than two times in a row then I should uh, do something about it I should address it I should think about it more yeah yeah well it's a gentle accountability yeah so you don't get stuck in the ruts right like it's like it's shocking how fast time goes by if you're not being intentional about it especially as a business owner and a mom and stuff I think and it's like literally a whole year can go by and then you're like I didn't really address this thing that like kind of was coming up, but I wasn't letting myself focus on it. And this kind of like forces you to. Yeah. On it. Oh yeah, absolutely. What do you think are the best ways to reach your goals? Like, what do you think makes the biggest difference? Is it what we've talked about already? Like maybe we're just reiterating, but as someone who's like job is around goals. Yeah. (laughs) I I think, well, you you need to know what the goal is to set it in the first place, which seems silly to say, but it's actually a step. A lot of people skip mm-hmm. is they just hope they grow. Um, so just being, being aware and then breaking it down smaller. Like we haven't talked about that, but I mean, that could be a whole nother thing is how to break your goals down. Um, but my biggest tip to a business owner who wants to reach their goals is to be really, really clear on like the little baby steps along the way because you want to be able to take those steps but if it's just this big vague goal really hard to take steps towards it it's easy to feel overwhelmed by it and it's really hard to see any progress towards it and that's just not a recipe you want um 
you know, it's not going to lead to great feelings. So if you break it down so you can actually like take some steps, you'll feel the progress. You'll see the motivation. I love the smaller you can make them because then you can stick it in, like stick one thing in on like one day. And like, you know, you've made a lot of progress over the week. You've done maybe, you know, several things, but it's like, okay, I can do one thing that's going to take like five minutes and put that in yeah. on a slot on Tuesday, you know, when I have a little extra time. And then, you know, making progress every single week. Yeah. So fun. What helps you reach your goals usually? I think it is that it's that re- repetition of like how it's like, okay, I wrote it down for the, like wrote down the big goal for the quarter or for the year, wrote down the, you know, the pieces for the quarter, wrote down the pieces for the month. And then every week having to go back and check it and be like, okay, it's just that mm-hmm. thing of, as we said, like time can go by so fast. If you're not paying too much attention, you can be like, oh, like I'll do that later. I'll just do that later. Right. And then before you know it, literally a whole month will have gone by or two months will have gone by. And then you're like, yeah, there's no way to make enough progress towards this goal, like in the year, in the quarter. But yeah. if checking it every single week, because you know, you have something to do every week yes. and it's just the yeah. set up, then it's like hard to ignore it kind of, you know? Yeah, I agree. Those little steps add up. Yeah. And also, I mean, for me, it's also keeping that motivation because it's like, sometimes you know what to do, but if you really don't want to, <laughs> then that can be tough. So for me, it's like, oh yeah, the podcast or connecting with other people who are like doing cool things, like even if it's not related to my thing, but that always like makes me more motivated to like go back and be like, oh yeah, what are my goals? Like, how do I make sure I'm reaching mine? Because like what she's doing sounds so cool. Yeah. I also want to be doing cool things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that helps me get re-motivated, I think, when it's, when I start to lose it a little. Yeah. And that's so good to know about yourself too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Cause like I can literally consciously now sometimes be like, hmm, I'm feeling kind of like low this week. Like, let me make sure I'm going out and like making some connections, mm-hmm. talking with other people or, mm-hmm. or just listening to some podcasts or something like that, because I know it's going to help. And then I know ultimately I do want to reach people, even if like right now I don't feel like doing anything, you know? Right. I don't right. want to be annoyed with myself later for having mm-hmm. lost all that time and then being behind. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that, but I just forgot what it was. Well, tell us any ideas for the future. Do you think there's anything else you're going to do in the next year? Oh, no, wait. I just remembered what I was going to actually say just to throw out there. It's not even that important, but I was going to say. <laughs> I felt like it's really also really useful how you have like videos. Like I felt like because what we're saying is like, you know, how to use it and like all these things to do to kind of break it down. You had like really useful videos, I think on the website or something, or maybe even on social media of like, here's how to use the pages like and here's how it was basically here's how to like break down the goals and in the way that's like you know we intend on these pages and that was really helpful to me I totally used those the first oh god I'm glad like a lot the first time I was filling it out because I because I was kind of like hmm what do I put here you know like how do I make sure I'm thinking about it in the right way because I didn't want to like I'm like I don't want to make a mistake in my banner (laughs) I think that was like cool I think I was thinking about that just from like even the marketing standpoint like when you said like what you've done to be marketing it and stuff like I feel like the way that that you've put stuff together, like made it really easy to be like, yes, I need that. Like the videos, photos that you had. Um, and also the fact that like, you seem like a real person. Like I'll like, she seems like a real person who like really gets what I need. Like, I think that actually really helped. You know, it wasn't like, oh, this is some huge company where right. like, printing planners. Like I was like, she's like seriously busy woman who's getting a lot done. Every time I make a video, I'm like, wow, that's so unprofessional looking, but I just have to get it out there. I don't have, you know, the team or whatever. Like every year 
my husband and I talk like this is so terrible. So this is such a bad video, but whatever, we have to just put it on there. <laughs> but you know how many, I mean, there's so many websites where they don't have anything where you can't really see exactly what to do. Where you can't even like see great photos of like the pages yeah. and stuff. So I really appreciated getting to see all of that stuff. I think that was like really useful, even if it's not like the most high quality like video that ever existed, like that didn't matter. I could see what the pages look like and see how to, how to use them. And that, that kind of actually leads me to your next question, because like what's coming next? I, I send out a survey every year after everybody has their planner and started to use it. And before I start working on the next one, I want to know like what's working and what people like, would like to see change. And just any feedback in general. And a lot of answers were something along the lines of like, I love the planner. I love the way I'm using it right now, but I feel like I'm not using it to its fullest potential, like over and over, like this guilty feeling of like, I'm just not using it to its fullest potential. I'm not using all the pieces of it, which is actually fine. Mm -hmm. People were like feeling guilty about it. And so I, the first thing I did was make some videos that would help them understand all the different pieces. And then I created a program too that that helps people take it to the next level. So you got your planner, great step one. And then for those that are comfortable setting goals, but really want help being held accountable to those goals or how to break them down even smaller and how to track them and how to measure and how to really run a home and a business at the same time. I, I ended up creating a program, which is so different from creating a planner. Um, but that was, that's what's next is like perfecting that program now and, and oh. filling the program every year. Wow. Yeah. Well, talk about building a community. The fact that you have like enough people buying your planners that like a program seems to come out of it. I feel like is amazing. Like, you know, because that's not something that someone's going to sign up for from a planner they bought at Staples. That's for sure. <laughs> like you literally have like built some kind of community around this for people to like actually want to do that to begin with. But also that sounds awesome. And I, I like, it actually makes so much sense because I mean, it's such a stereotype that like you set all the goals at the beginning of the year and then like fall off the bandwagon, right? And people don't like keep accountable after January 15th or whatever they say, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm very self-motivated about goals or I don't know what the term, there's some word for that, mm -hmm. I'm sure. But like, I'm really good at holding myself accountable for things like that. But mm -hmm. I- which is why I like love the planner so much, I think, but I totally know. I mean, I feel like most, like so many people like would struggle with that, with like, yeah, like, with sticking to it throughout the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's some seasons where you need it more and don't need it at other seasons too. Yeah. So if people want to sign up for that, can we, can we link to that in the show notes or something? The program? Yes. It kicks off in mid-January. So I'm not sure when this goes live, but yes, <laughs> the program is called Frazzled to Focus. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're gonna be really busy. So you're still pretty much homeschooling and running the business and the program. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> good thing I got a good planner. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Amazing. Okay, well, I always ask people, what's one thing that you wish you knew more about when you first started the business? Mm, it's such a good question. I wish I would have anticipated more that success leads to new opportunities, which is awesome. But then those opportunities can distract you from what initially brought you success. And then after the initial success, sometimes people flounder around for a little bit. 
And I wish I knew how to have stayed focused on the things that brought success in the first place. And to have had an eye for that on the front end would have saved me some time. Interesting. That's such a unique answer. I don't feel like anyone's ever said that, but it totally makes sense. I like that. Amazing. Any last word of advice for other women entrepreneurs? Okay. I would say just, again, know what's important to you in your life, but in your business too. Like what is most important to your business right now? And I encourage you to be willing to honor what that is. And that means being willing to say no to a lot of other things, including what other people think is most important for you. That's why you need to know what's most important for you and to yeah, be willing to live that out, which means saying no to some some tough things. Yes. And that actually reminds me of what I was going to say too, when you were talking about like, planning I already forgot the phrase we had like planning hard but like holding loose or whatever yeah. like yeah that's I feel like to me that's part of it too right it's like I make all these plans but you have to also intentionally check in with yourself too like because even what you want throughout the year can change and like being able to be like actually it's not what I want anymore that's what I thought I was gonna want yeah. very first but like maybe I'm gonna shift things a little and like that's okay even if I had planned up a whole year I can, yeah. I can shift things in the middle or whenever I want to more tight, more fit what I, what I feel like is going to bring me joy right now or like going forward. Yes. But I feel yeah, like that takes wisdom so and absolutely. Well, well, I am feeling very inspired to be working my planner right now because I knit <laughs> yet for next year when I fully intend to. Um, and then I was looking at them and I was like, I can't choose because you have one that's like pink and then one that's like blue with like a pattern and I was I'm like such a pink per like I normally would always just go with the pink but the blue was like stunning and I was like maybe I want that one and then I never did that I just because <laughs> I couldn't decide but I'm going to do that now and I encourage everybody else to go check it out too and we'll put links in the show notes so people yeah, can and I'm gonna really try to get this episode up really quick so that people can actually get them before the new year and use them if they want to because I just feel like this is such a perfect episode to do right around the new year yeah i'm so glad that that our paths crossed again i know thank you so much for coming on tell people where they actually where they can find you and the planners what's your website wherever else they should connect with you yeah you can go to soulplanners.com it's sol planners and there is obviously the the planner is on there the program is on there and there's some freebies on there like there's the goal setting guide which is Honestly, this is the perfect time to work through a guide like that. And there's also a quiz on there and that'll tell you your planning kind of personality and like give you some tips on, you know, if you're like a wing it kind of person, some planning tips for you. Or if you're a type A kind of person, it will give you some planning tips because everyone's a little different in, in their planning style. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go check that out. I don't think I ever did that quiz. See my tips. I'm like sort of in between. I know I sound like such a planner by what I've said, but I'm like oh, actually more wing it in a lot of cases and mm-hmm. a lot of life. Like in in business, I'm very planet planner focused, but I would never call myself type A. So that's very interesting. Yeah, you're probably like a goal, like a go getter. You know. Hmm. I'll let you know when I result. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today, Sarah. This was really fun. I'm glad we got to talk. Okay, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for listening. 
For more information, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at Quotable Media Co. and at Quotable Magazine. If you loved this episode, please consider sharing it. Take a screenshot right now and post it to your stories and don't forget to tag us so we can reshare. We love to see which episodes are resonating with you. Also, if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening right now. It means the world to me to see those. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on this show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes and also online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. Talk to you soon.